Sidious Max coverage of the 2023 World Championships is presented by ASICS. We'll be bringing you tons of coverage from Budapest with our nine-person team in Hungary. Sidious Mag Live, our daily talk show with athletes, coaches, and any notable people in town for the championships will be back, and you'll be able to watch that every day on the Sidious Mag YouTube channel at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time in the United States or 2 p.m. local time in Budapest. Kyle Merber, Caitlin Hutchinson, and myself will be getting you tons of interviews from the mix zone when we're at the stadium. After all of the action wraps up for the day, head back over to the Sidious Mag YouTube channel to watch our post-race show featuring me, Kyle, Caitlin, David McCarthy, and Jasmine Todd. That show will be available to listen to in podcast form at the end of every day. Lots more on the Sidious Mag Instagram, Threads page, and Twitter. We'll be rounding up all of the best content onto SidiousMag.com, so get ready for the best track and field coverage around the best meet of the year. We wouldn't be able to go this hard without ASICS support. Visit ASICS.com as well, since they've got a bunch of special styles of their Metaspeed Sky and Metaspeed Edge just for the World Championships. We love track and field. We are now joined by our second guest of the day. This really does feel like the Today Show of yeah. track and field. And What's I the weather it. outside? We're gonna. We might have to incorporate like a weather segment. We'll have like one of uh, Jasmine or Caitlin outside, which is an umbrella. It's raining. Um, all right, so we welcome on 1500 meter world champion. Jake Whiteman, you get that title for only a couple more days. I know. What is it? Wednesday? I lose it. <laughs> also, and we brought in David. And I David thought you were about to announce yeah, David. Yeah. I was like, David won world championships too. <laughs> Cheers, man. No, it's cool. I, I feel as though there should be like a WWE belt that we pass across, <laughs> like a ceremony or something for it. But yeah. or we just have a Royal Rumble instead of this running nonsense. Yeah. Better way to settle it. So how are you feeling? I mean, unfortunately, not competing in the 1500. Maybe you're sneaking into the media mile uh, or the media 800 out here. That's the rumor. But uh, yeah, unfortunate scratch, but you're working your way back. How are things going? Yeah, I'm back running now. And it's, uh, as you guys probably know, it's the post-injury return to run with walks. So make sure- Are you walking out here? I'll be doing it in the undercover of darkness. I can't (laughs) be seen doing that. But yeah, I think I'm on tomorrow like- three by seven minutes with like 90 second walk or something. So like I've got so much time to play with, which is what I struggled with the whole year was I always felt as though I was in a rush to get back and I cut too many corners and it ended up being to the point where my body just couldn't tolerate the work I needed to get ready for track. So I came honestly within like a week or so of racing and every time something else would come up and I'd be like, okay, fix myself up again, then something else. So my body at one point was just like, nah. So I guess in some ways, though, like, what does that actually look like when you're trying to rush back and everything? Are you getting out on the track too quickly? Is it the mileage is building up? I, I just in that timeline, right? Like of constantly yeah. the countdown in the clock. Is that you rushing it along and like telling coach like, hey, I think I'm good to go. And you're just lying to him. No, there was there was points where I know the reality of what I have to do to get to the point I need to get to. And for me, it was to come to Budapest and do my best to not just like be there and go through the rounds, but to challenge to win it. And I, and I was constantly kind of comparing myself to almost last year. And I was in the boot in February for about two months, probably. I came out of that and then I had about a week of pain-free running. Then my Achilles went bad, I had to dial it back. And then we went to Flagstaff and everything was good. And then by the end of Flagstaff, I was getting shin pain. And it was all just because I'd missed these months of important work, whether it was like drills, indoor stuff and like track work or the actual mileage to tolerate the actual running. Um, 
you just the thing you realize is your your heart and lungs can be super fit and ready to go which they were i was probably fitter than i was last year my body was just so far behind that and say like after last year you won the world championships like take us from there to the point where you got injured like you know you finished championships you had your break obviously like you know big aspirations coming back to this year just take us through because obviously like i've been like been chatting with you there before the show but obviously i've been only being able to follow you on instagram and so i'm seeing you like getting back doing the cross training i see you back up in flagstaff back doing the hills and that but like just it doesn't piece the story together so could you just uh, bring us from uh, world championships um to if that it was the fifth yeah, avenue honestly, after yeah, party the after party is what derailed my whole season <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who to blame for that. But it's just, it's, and, and bring us through at the, to the point where, like, you know, things started to go wrong. You know, at what point did you feel like the year was slipping away from you? Um, there's a few points, to be fair. But one of the, the things I always do is when I have an off-season, I have an off-season. Like, I, I don't think about it. I don't want to have to think about putting my trainers on. So I have, like, two weeks completely off, which for me was, like, probably the shortest I've had. So I went on holiday, got back to running, terrible shape as, like, I'd expect and kind of wanted and I was kind of dragged more into doing other commitments this year more than any other one I've had, which is understandable. And part of them is fun stuff. It's like I got to present you with your medal at New York. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, was, that was probably the highlight for me. Wimbledon? Wimbledon was this summer, yeah, which that was cool. Royal Box, which is a pretty cool experience. And yeah. you, you were on some awards shows with some big people. Yeah, I actually, um, I can build up into that actually where... I, yeah, I, I, so I traveled, I got really sick after New York Marathon and uh, I had to take a week off with illness and then got to Flagstaff and I'd like rolled my ankle and stuff and I just feel as though there was a lot of stuff that didn't go my way the whole year in the build up. Um, I came back from Flagstaff kind of in one piece. I had a terrible session. My dad will probably listen to this so he won't like me saying it. I had a terrible session the day before. That it's called like Sports Personality of the Year, which yeah, is like a yeah. big British thing where... It's like the top eight sports people across any sport, which is like a real honor. Did a hill session, couldn't finish it because I was so tired from all this stuff I was doing for it. And my dad said, uh, you need to stop looking back at 2022 because so far 2023 is going terribly. <laughs> He's away with words. Yeah, and <laughs> I, said, I said to myself, like, I bet you'll be up there tomorrow night clapping on the front row. So <laughs> I remember that when you say this. Oh, uh, so what point of the year is this? This is uh, December. Okay. December. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I was... In Ireland, yeah. <laughs> flipping through the channels, and I saw Jake's face. Pops it pops up, <laughs> and I was like, oh, "I guess I'll watch the next." I didn't realize it makes and, it that far. And then even you lost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. I, I was like, I don't know where I was because they didn't publish it. I think probably for the best. Um, but yeah, and then I went to South Africa in January. I was in good shape by then. I'd managed to get like a decent, probably month of training. Uh, did an indoor race, and my whole season just changed in one one instant. It was a gym session. We had a very hard track session in the morning. I like plyos is something that gets me strong it gets me like fast it's like one thing that I've always had in my program for like eight years whatever now and doing those hurdle hops um which I've done so many times I was just tired and I put my foot down uh while I was in the air I just like, bottled it I was like oh, I'm not gonna make this so I straddled and by doing that I just landed one foot and I just rolled all my weight on my foot and then as soon as I did it, I was like, oh, this feels bad. Because I've rolled my ankle a lot of times and I was like a bit worse in a roll. So it's one of those ones where it's a gym packed full of elite athletes and you've got to just like drag your foot out <laughs> without looking like anything's wrong straight into the ice bath. But I was scanned the next day and from then I was told like probably going to be like six to eight weeks in a boot, which is what it was. And that was the end of the YouTube career. 
<sighs> yeah, the YouTube went a bit stale after that. I didn't, yeah. do you know what I was worried <laughs> you about? Were, you came out hot on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> because I, I was like, oh, I like, really want to do a YouTube. I've, I wanted to do it for a while. Like, I want to look at not just the training, but like around it. And I was like, there's a bit too much negativity here. Yeah, but <laughs> Everything I did was like a sub story. So I was like... Yeah, but it was also different, like from a, <laughs> our perspective watching it, like it sees a guy who's just world champion now going through, you know, the turmoil. Like, and, yeah. and that was like, interesting to see because I, I, like, I, I want to I see the tough times and how you come out of it. Like, you know? That, that's the, I was worried it was just literally going to be a, a reel of tough times. Though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there was, was going to be... of Jay crying. <laughs> yeah, like no happy ending. And I was like... <laughs> yeah. Which... I stayed positive throughout the whole thing. Like there was no point where I believed that I wasn't gonna race in Budapest. Um, and the crushing one was I got the niggles I was saying about where I had a bad hamstring, a bad shin. I got both of them scanned on the same day. And the results of them was like, almost like a nail in the coffin, which I was relieved of because it was like, I knew I wasn't gonna be able to get to Worlds in the shape I was gonna be in or need to be in. So in some ways it was a relief because I was just gonna be out of pain for a little bit after that. And I could just, reset which i hadn't been able to do for the whole year i know you have a run walk tomorrow did any part of you think of like maybe i'll go out and i'll just walk the third lap so <laughs> i was I'll say that to i think i was speaking to paula radcliffe then and uh she was like what happens with your invite like in theory could you still turn up and i was like i never had to be like officially rip it up or anything so i was like what would it do if i just appeared for tonight on like the on the sheets for the heats like yeah, well I'd, uh, i've never raced against like i'd be happy to race against world champions <laughs> yeah. 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 give it a good go yeah well it's true yeah yeah, yeah. is um, it what's that emotion going to be like watching not to like harp i feel like we're being yeah. a little negative like we can talk about the time you won that was pretty sick <laughs> um but like are you Okay, at peace with it, and it's just like I, I, I was, yeah, big, big time. I was. Like, I'm, I'm a very like glass half full kind of guy. Like I'll always look at the positives, which I'm doing with this injury. It's like I was saying to you earlier, David. It's like I've had the chance to have a, a summer of rest, like mentally and physically. I've still been training, but you never get that reset. You're always like year after year expected to come out and do the same cycle, which is pretty draining. So I'm looking at that, and I've, I've repaired my body where it needs to be and hopefully made it more robust than it was last year so I'm looking like that but I was I was excited to come out here and part of being here was like I had to have stuff to do I wasn't going to come and watch it was like I want to be working like doing media stuff I'd rather do that than be at home and then once I got here and I saw the track I was like ah, what am I doing <laughs> I was like this sucks the stadium like, looks sick though but it's yeah. like it's the humbling moment oh, you guys are like uh are probably used to it now but I went to get my like media accreditation and you're just there with like cameramen and like people who are doing the media stuff and you're like one of them and it's like I used to be one of those on the other side. It's <laughs> yeah, like I was yeah. I was that we guy, I promise. <laughs> yeah. It's like you have like an identity crisis where yeah. it's like I'm still an athlete but yeah. it's like a taste of uh, what the afterlife Did will be like. they recognize you? Oh, like there's a few there's a few fans and stuff but the media I feel like they spend their time like doing their jobs and stuff but I went up into the what you call it? Is it a tribune? You call yeah. it? Yeah. I went up into there and that was nice. You're seeing all the faces that you know already. So I feel welcomed, but I'm not ready to be done with the running just yet, I've realised. But <laughs> it must be a fuel for the fire for next year and that. And I suppose there's one thing like, you know, there's getting to the stage where you become world champion and then there's a thing of handling being a world champion. Yeah. Like, how do you look at that? Like, you know, having the year gone and like, you know, you said you had all these other media obligations. Like, you know you know, upon reflection now of like, you know, what would you have learned from, we'll say this year in terms of that going into next year leading into Olympics? I probably don't have to worry about it as much because the hype will obviously have died because I haven't raced this summer. Um, so I'm going into this next year, probably how I was going into my Eugene year, which is obviously a really good thing that like I'm expecting 
I come out racing next summer and there's no real pressure or expectation, which I'll know whether I'm ready or not to, to do what I hope I can. Um, I just need to make sure that my rest is my rest. Mm. And I'm always very good at being focused, like when I have to be. And last year was probably the, the most I've let that slip. So I'm still very professional with what I do, but I was rushing stuff around. I was kind of like not recovering where I need to. I'm a big nap guy. They probably slipped a bit too much. So there's just certain importances I need to replace in my life again, which I've had my fun this summer where I've seen friends and family and been able to do things I haven't been able to do other years because of my sport. And I feel ready to go again, which is the main thing. How are you looking at this 15 field? Uh, just kind of now you get to be like the observer, the fan, and watching it, it's like, obviously, Jakob has put on a clinic each time out. I don't think any anyone has ever been more pissed off about one thing than he is about losing to you. And he <laughs> won't even mention your name. <laughs> well, it's like, Bo- it's like Voldemort or something. Yeah, the one they don't mention about. Yeah, like, like, he will just won't mention anyone's name. Like, it's just it's eating him. It's probably it's eating him that you're not out there, man. Do you know, yeah. do you know it was uh, my friends I saw the other day, and loads of them, yeah, coming out to watch, and... Uh, they were speaking about it and they were like, what could you do to still upstage Jacob? And they were like, <laughs> my girlfriend's Seven here. They were like, imagine if you got in the middle of the track, like propose to her straight <laughs> after, like if Jacob wins his 15 title, like what can you do still? <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't feel I can be that guy, but. Jake is <laughs> <laughs> like streaking in the 1500 yeah, across like, the field. Like, yeah. And I just scream like, you dick or something. Yeah. No, I, I would say like, I definitely poked the bear, I think. Like he's, the one thing that, I, I probably did and others would have done as well is like you exposed him in the last hundred a little bit like he had the same in maybe indoors and when I was watching him kick in that last hundred off of 327 pace I was like that is like another level to yeah, the previous yeah. year so and but I think when you look back on worlds last year um when you kicked by him when he came out in the 5k afterwards I've never seen him kick like that <laughs> I've never seen his arms pump so hard la- last 120 so I definitely think you know you woke him up like I think so it's, it's still beatable like I, I'm still optimistic that I can give him a good go next year. Oh, I was going to um, say, today? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe not today. Yeah. If he wants to come and guess in the media at 100, we can do it there <laughs> if that's how he wants it. Um, no, I, I feel as though uh, we're all humans, aren't we? And like the standards moved on. You saw in, I think it was Oslo, where yeah, everyone dropped 329s. Like, yeah. It's just moved on. And I believe I can get myself in uh, like 328 shape, hopefully, maybe even quicker, which is what you have to do. And it's championship racing. It's like I could get spanked by him every single time over a diamond league but i'd still back myself to be able to put up a good fight in a championship race go through the field right now i mean the 2022 the morning of that race in your head are you thinking i can win and then who in the field right now besides jacob do you think legitimately thinks that they could win i'm gonna be very biased but uh i would say both josh and neil um, truly think that they can win Josh, Josh, I believe, always thinks he can win. Yeah, That's Josh why you've seen him dominate from so many like age group stuff, NCAA's, like always puts himself in good positions, was rewarded with a Tokyo medal as a result. Neil's got that kind of swagger about him this year. Um, like you probably noticed that he's running a lot quicker and that like, with that the confidence has come. He he probably almost not he should have won in um NOSU games, but he probably left it a bit late and we should have been a little bit closer. Uh I would say the way in Goose runs, like he wins. Like that's the thing; these guys are winners. It's like they're not just riding trains anymore. They're they're trying to win races. Katir can can win. Um, there's a lot of guys, but the saddest bit is the the one that believes the most that they can win is probably going to be Jakob. So, I would say that someone just has to make an impact on a race and not let him run it his own way. 
which is what I would be doing if I was there. It's like, you know exactly what he wants to do. And so just what, how, like... Yeah. And no one ever elbows him. Like, yeah, like... When I, no, what, it's like, literally, like, you almost <laughs> need, like, a sacrificial, like, lamb, yeah, don't you? Yeah. To just, like, ruffle him up, like, yeah. I don't know, slow it down. Um, like, literally, get uh, race, get in front of him again. Slow it down, break the rhythm. Yeah, just, just something, but also, like, but someone... You, you need someone to sacrifice. Yeah, and someone has to go past them at some point. It's like, you need to make an impact in a race, but it's a lot easier said than done, right? Course, and yeah. can't discount like someone like Cherry, you don't know how he's going to be going. And I think the biggest, the biggest like novel, like drama, like tale would be if Nordas could come out and beat Jakob oh. by Gert. <laughs> That's like yeah. film stuff if that <laughs> yeah, happened, that isn't is, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think he will be massively hungry for that. Like that's, wha that's what he's, he's dreaming about that. I want a camera on yeah. uh, on the dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. That's that. That is. Uh, I think that's a that's an underdog. Well, I don't know. Would you say underdog? But I think that's that's a guy who I think has that energy coming in because of just being from the same country. Um, I think that's a type of energy that could could come true to something special here. Yeah, and the thing that the thing that's uh, I love seeing is people have been in hiding for like a month almost. You don't know whether they're better shape, they've had niggles, they might be more injured. Yeah. It's like, you'll find out tonight how people are really looking, but mm. some will be keeping their cars close to their chest. So yeah, you don't know who's gonna be a surprise package. Yeah, so the the qualifying, we saw tonight or this morning, the 1500, six straight top big cues. Mm -hmm. Are you for that? I think a lot, the question a lot of people had is like, well, now everyone's just gonna jog because time won't matter. And then they all ran like 401. Yeah, yeah, crazy. So it's it, like they hadn't it? got the memo or something, yeah. right? It's like, you, know, you don't have to do yeah, this. Yeah, it's like, I hope someone's told you that it's changed, yeah. but uh, I'm the guy that snuck in on the smallest queue in Doha to the final. So I can say I've been on both sides where nobody wants to be like a fastest loser, whatever they call it now. You're all trying to get automatic qualifiers, but I think the main thing it would do is it would just ensure that you have to be switched on in those heats. Like you can't afford to be complacent and switch off because you're done. Like you don't get a second chance. Like next year in Paris, they're given second chances with those repage rounds. But what do you think of that? I don't know. I, I just don't really understand it. I, I don't know who it's for, whether it's for spectators, whether it's for the athletes, because I don't believe any athlete really wants it. So whether it's a chance for the TV to get more like track time and more coverage, like that's all I can see. But I don't know whether you could play the game and say, this is a hard heat, I'm going to just chill and then Hours. come out in the evening or whenever it's the next day and, and run like... Versus the tired easier. slow guys. Yeah, which <laughs> like you have to yeah. back yourself like to get four races and still be good by the final. Yeah. Uh, but like really dog that first one. Yeah, imagine uh, somebody's going to try, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk, yeah. Walk. Imagine, yeah. is, there like a, is there like a fair play rule <laughs> or something? Yeah. <laughs> just like, what a yeah. turnaround. This guy ran five yeah. minutes. So first use the heat as a shakeout. Like yeah. literally just cruise around. But I think um, my thing that, because I had to speak about it this morning when I was doing World Athletics, like stream stuff. And I think if you're taking away pacemakers for championship racing, which is how it's always been, take away any element of time. It's like you want it to just be like, I like the fact that it's just, flat out racing like you know the first six are going there's mm -hmm. no ifs and buts there's no we're the third fourth heat we can watch to see what times are coming through it's like we know that we have to be everyone that's on paper in our heat and that's it and i suppose it's fair for the it's it's fair for the people who are in the third fourth heat like yeah. you know like they because it does re like it, you know or like f sorry the people in the first i was heat, say the third fourth heat they would yeah, say yeah. it's very no, fair no, like <laughs> it, you know because that is that is a disadvantage and even if it isn't it plays on your mind yeah and it's, it's definitely the the higher the distance the more impact it has because you can just get a bigger spread over that longer distance of racing like the 15 i would say it would have been touch and go probably whether you could have kept them the same because 
I don't know, it was like you'd always historically have it where it was very close and they wouldn't always, maybe you guys could tell me otherwise, but I believe there was like a spread of fastest or small queues coming from different heats yeah. rather than just one, whereas... Depends on the event. In the 5K, it would oh, be like ooh. everyone yeah. coming oh. out of... Which the 5K, I, I would look at that and be like, that had to change, didn't it? There was a point where you couldn't keep going like that. Otherwise, it was just luck of the draw, literally. Do you have any uh, really hot takes, revolutionary ideas that you could propose to world athletics? Like, we've got the, the Q thing now, and that was really well-received, right? Yeah. Like, I think that was kind of... Yeah. I, I mean, do you have any ideas? What about everyone, rather than the repper? What, how do you even say Repagee? Repagee, yeah. yeah, yeah. Repage. You can do like an <laughs> obstacle course French. race. An obstacle, <laughs> obstacle course race. Just add to the like excitement of it. Yeah. Change it. Or an elimination mile for like yeah. the yeah, people to get knocked out. But they did those in Australia that one year. And then yeah. They did, yeah. Again since. Oh, class. Every lap matters though. It's class. Yeah. Then if someone kills it by just running steady and hard from the front, yeah. it's like there should be a, a rule where you can't kick until 200 like to go bike. on every lap. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the, going back to pacers and whatnot, Diamond League races, every single one has a pacer. Yeah. Even the final. Are you, I mean, you're final a racer. shouldn't have one. You're yeah. a racer. How do you feel about that? The fact that every single race always has a, a rabbit in it uh, and lights. Yeah, for me, I've, I've never really been concerned with what I've done outside of the big champs. It's like, it's always a purpose. Diamond League final, there's a good bit of money on the line. So it's a bit more annoying. Um so I believe, like, if you're going to call something a final and it's like everyone's had to earn the right to be there, then make it kind of as like, open as possible to be able to win it, which involves getting probably getting rid of pacemakers and, yeah, making it just a flat-out race. And I like the fact that they tried to do some innovation with, like, the 5K, making it a street circuit and stuff like that. It's like, I believe the, the final should stand out for other reasons. It shouldn't just be another Diamond League that's got this title because it's the last one and there's more on the line. It should be, like... Yeah, like different and a bit more of a spectacle, which I think making it just pure racing would do that. Yeah, I think then that obviously the pacers from your point, like, you know, you, you need a couple of races to probably get your best one. So you need a couple of hard races to run. Like you need to run 330, 329, maybe a few times to get that 328 and faster. And yeah. that's when the races being strung out help you there. Like, and then you have your championships where you can kind of see who's the best championship racer. Yeah, and it, it like just favours otherwise the, the fastest person in the field every time. Say if you've got a world record holder who's run, I don't know, like three, four seconds quicker than somebody else. Yeah. It's like, well, they're obviously going to want it to be run as quick as possible. Whereas like make it... Yeah, as fair as it could be and just give everyone a chance to make it as entertaining for the spectators as it could be as well. Uh, do you have predictions for the 1500 final? Gold, ah. silver, bronze? Scotland, um, Scotland. I would love to see it. Uh, yeah, British one, two, three, obviously. Because Elliot Giles, I think, could be like slept on a little bit. He's known as an eight guy and um, he's been class over 15. He makes you look like a high mileage guy. Yeah, honestly, have you seen what he, he trains mostly on? Yeah, what is that thing? The <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, I don't think the people... He goes past my mum and dad's house on that because they live near where he lives. And like, they just start asking Elliot going on that lip to go. But I think the neighbours are probably looking out like, who is this like weirdo? some height off the ground on it too. Like. So I, I tried his and uh, honestly, you're coming off that, you're having a bad accident. But yeah. he goes in South Africa when he goes over like the speed bumps and he'll bunny hop over it. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And he'll like, he'll go to the well up like hill reps on it. But it shows, and I'm like a big advocate for it as well because I've had to do a lot of it this year. And it's like aerobically cross-training can supplement mm. and if not enhance like... Do you think you'll continue to do more of that, having done a lot of it this year? Do you, do you feel it's something that you'll keep in? Or? Uh, I, don't, I don't enjoy it to start with, but <laughs> <laughs> I, would, uh, yeah. I would rather be running. And for me, it's like, 
if I've got it in my program, then there's something not right. Like mm. I would be able to sub substitute it for running in like an ideal world every time. But I've realized that as long as you have the right approach to it, it's like a good chance to, you increase your like hours almost. Cause mm. it's like, I would do 10 hours of cross training. Whereas I would never touch that sort of volume running wise. But like I say that you can't substitute the impact and the, the difference in what it does to your body. Whereas like Elliot, He's just he's found like a a real good middle ground where he can balance his cross training and running, so he gets the quality from the running and then the like aerobic work from his elliptical. Lead up to Worlds last year, you kind of put yourself out over cross country races and three k's and stuff like that. Obviously, that extra strength helped a bit. You came off injury this year now, so like, do you find you're a guy that like the minute you stop running, you just go unfit? Uh, no, nah, like I've got a good approach to it and my mum and dad are blessed me with good genes that I don't put weight on too easy. Okay, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. so like Do you think you'll get back to that sort of again this year again? Like maybe throw yourself into a cross-country uh, race? Yeah, my, my dad sets me, uh, this is the way he thinks. So like he set me even like probably the week after I knew I wasn't uh, going to race this summer and come here, sent me a schedule and it had all the way through until like Easter. And it had oh. cross country races when, already, when, already when, planned when, out. When are you like? When are you actually like towing the line again? Even if it's a local. Yeah, like what's the penciled in? Yeah, like opener. I think. Do you guys know park runners? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think a park run will be the the wow. dizzy heights I'll be debuting at, and then. Butchie has like the park run he does, yeah. record. Yeah, he's got the world the world record. The world and record. do you know what's brutal is like? I'm sure Butchie's still got a lot to do in his career, but. At the end of his, like, when his retirement comes, people will be most in awe of that part run world record. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, like, yeah. I went to once, it was a, um, they were doing, like, a give back thing. It was, like, if you were funded um, in the UK, you went to park run, you helped out. And I had to do, like, a talk before. And when it introed me, it was, like, the year 2018. So they're, like, oh, he won a bronze uh, at Commonwealth and Europeans over 1,500, like, tumbleweed. Like, no one said a word. And they're, like... And he's run a 1502 park, park run. run. And oh they yeah, went, whoa! Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like a thousand yeah. people like yeah. going nuts for me. And I was yeah. like, this is just the world we live in now, yeah, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. amazing. Well, Jake, we appreciate you taking the time for this and sitting down with us. So maybe you're uh, going to run the Media 800? <laughs> what day is it on? Tuesday. Tuesday. What, are yeah, your what, are, what are your predictions for these two? So, have you two raced ever or like trained together? Uh, yeah, little, we, yeah. two, two weeks ago we did a session <laughs> together but you know, what the, was one, that? the one was with the speed in that he left me for dead so he's been doing okay. double threshold training for the last like two months he ran 90 miles a week yeah but you dropped you sub 15 sub 15 5k I but I don't know I run 30 what's... miles a week but like once a week I go to the track and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I think, like, my money's probably on Kyle no man I 100% agree 100% I've people messaging me saying like oh my money on you I was like man 800 is as just much lactic as his fitness I'll go through in 60 man and I'll be like this gun in the back <laughs> what could you I'll do? Like right now, you reckon? I, my goal is one fifty-five. That's good. Is that is that a, a media record? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think There's so. There's a guy in it who's around one fifty-three, one fifty-four. Yeah. Is there from some people still train? I think that you should only be allowed to train the month leading in. It's, yeah, it, sh it should be like. You don't take it too seriously, mate. Yeah, like yeah. Do, do like a month and like well, cram right, it. Well, David it went to be. bed last night at 8.30 because he had to get up to run today. And I stayed out until 3 a.m. So I just yeah. feel like... I <laughs> that's no excuses coming in already, <laughs> I hope, no? So David, you know, is definitely taking it a little too seriously. I did this morning. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't want to be backing off for this. No, you need, to tape, you need to taper now, Yeah, I think, no, two days fine. now of just nothing. Well, yeah. Shoe choices. What are you going for? A6, baby. Oh, yeah. God help you. <laughs> nah, I'll, I might try and come down though. That'll be a spectacle. I look forward yeah. to that. Your dad calls it. Does he? Does yeah. he? He oh, should get really to do it, to be yeah, fair. Yeah. I once watched him try to break, he was trying to break 
sub 220 for uh, 800 when I was a kid and he eventually realized that was not happening so he did sub 70 for 400 at the age of like 48 or something nice. yeah wow. nah not well I, I officially <laughs> this summer I officially turned a master well, you th- 35? 35, yeah. Oh, man, you could yeah. chase some records. That's just yeah. not that's why, that's why I'm getting back into it, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit, I'm not far off it. It's a bit demoralizing. That's when you I know, yeah, but when you've been out of it for so long and you realize there's no point looking in the past. Like, you yeah, know. Yeah, like, yeah. You're eyeing up the vets. Not you, Jake. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah, great. Yeah. I'm, I'm all right still, am I? <laughs> you're eyeing up vet 60s yeah. already, are you? And getting ready. Anything, man, it just keeps you, it keeps you fit and healthy, so. I hope, are you going to be the guy, you know, the vet 90 where everyone's like. Yes, I want to be running till the day I die, man. I want to be averaging 80 miles a week till the end. David died doing what he loved. Yeah, that's yeah. why I get on this threshold train now, control it so it goes for a long time. Yeah, yeah that would be good. Yeah. We'll look oh forward to doing God. that for a long time. All right, Jake. Well, we appreciate you. Um, and we'll see, we'll see more of you through. Yeah, thank you for having me, guys. It's been good seeing you again. Yeah, cheers, awesome. man. Thank you very much.